Welcome to the Ian McNaughton Show. My name is Ian McNaughton. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, this is a rugby podcast episode. Uh, today we're going to be discussing the 2021 Rugby World Cup draw uh, that occurred, I believe it was last week uh, in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, we got some Autumn Nations Cup review and preview coming up. Uh, this is the final weekend of the group stage uh matches that are going to be happening and finally we're going to talk a little bit about the tri-nations new zealand will be playing argentina this weekend in newcastle australia uh i'm going to take it back to the 2021 rugby world cup draw this is for the women's tournament uh that'll be happening next summer in new zealand really looking good there new zealand is having full capacity for for its events it's essentially eradicated COVID 19 uh, because, you know, people actually follow the rules and pay attention and listen to what the health officials have to say. So, you know, things are going well in New Zealand. Things are going well in Australia. Although I don't know that they're having fans completely in attendance in Australia. They might not be. I have to double check on that. Uh, so let's take a look at the Rugby World Cup draw that was held last week. Uh, Group A, we'll see New Zealand play Australia wales and repetage winner uh which is going to be some combination of samoa hong kong kazakhstan colombia or kenya group b uh canada u.s uh europe one which is most likely ireland or scotland and asia one which is most likely japan or kazakhstan will be the four members in group b and group c we'll see england france south africa and fiji go against one another um coming into the draw last week uh england was ranked number one in the world for fe- for female rugby um new zealand's number two canada was number three in women's rugby france was four australia was five the u.s was six so Really, really solid groups uh, from top to bottom. It's nice that all rivalries are going to be played in the group stage. So you're going to have the, you know, uh, Wallabies and All Blacks. Uh, you're going to have Canada and the U.S. You're going to have England, France. All that's going to be played in the group stage, uh, which is great to see. Um, the toughest group, probably, the toughest groups, I'm going to say in order, uh, Group A with New Zealand, Australia, Wales, and the final tournament winner um group c with england france south africa fiji and then group b with canada u.s europe one and asia one um it's it's gonna be a really fascinating tournament from that perspective i have to go with the you know group a is the toughest just because you have new 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 zealand and australia um both of whom are some of the toughest women's teams in the world, uh, the repertoire winner. So that we'll see uh, Tonga, I believe it is Tonga or Samoa. I have to, t- I have to double check um, Tonga, uh, the Asian women's rugby championship runner up. So not Asia one, uh, but Asia two, which is going to be most likely Hong Kong or Kazakhstan. And uh, according to the rankings and the winner of the, Kenya Colombia playoff that's going to happen uh, to get into the spot. So Kenya and Colombia are going to be playing. I think it's a um, 
best of two. They're essentially going to play two matches against one another, and then the winner goes into the repertoire tournament. Um, so your repertoire tournament is going to see Tonga, Hong Kong, or Kazakhstan, one or the other, and Kenya, Colombia of those three teams. That tournament won't happen until 2021 at the earliest. I believe they were hoping for March, but nothing has been confirmed as that I know as of this time. Um, I think if you're going to see any of these major tournaments, uh, with, like this, the repertoire, where you have a whole bunch of countries coming from wherever playing against one another, I think you're going to see most of that happening in the Oceania area, like in New Zealand and Australia. That seems to be a really good place for teams to go and meet, quarantine, isolate themselves uh, as, as they get ready for the bigger tournaments, such as the Rugby uh, World Cup in 2021. Um, same, yeah, same with the rugby Europe final in the field of group B spot. So we're not going to know the winner of, uh, Europe one until early 21. I'm going to guess March, but I don't know for sure. The actual starting date, let me just pull this up. The starting date for the rugby world cup next year, uh, is September 18th. It says so September 18th is the first day of the tournament and then it finishes in october of 2021 so we're probably i'm guessing going to see hopefully the teams figured out by may june i would think and then you get a few months to prepare for the rugby world cup it's not easy obviously it's not easy and it all depends on what the covid situation is like in your country um can they play any sports not just rugby uh we'll get into that a little bit later with fiji in on the men's side um all in all i think this is probably the best case scenario for uh world rugby and for the 2021 rugby world cup just having the rivalry set you know you know the rivalries are going to be there um i think this is probably going to be one of the biggest tournaments at least in 20 i have to check and see what all is going to be happening this next year but i would say in terms of worldwide sports you're going to have the summer olympics we're all hoping for as long as there's a vaccine and i would say the rugby world cup again in 2021 is got to be another big event that people are going to watch and be paying attention to and that people are going to be interested in because we're going to have international competitions against one another in in a organized fashion not kind of hastily thrown together like we've seen like the six nations or the autumn nations cup or some of these other major sports so i'm really excited to see the rugby world cup in 2021 uh with the women participating it's going to be great it's going to be exciting i don't think we're going to new zealand to go cover that although that sounds really awesome and i would love to go do that i just don't think that's happening um let's move over to the autumn nations cup uh this is happening in europe this past weekend we saw italy beat bg 28 nothing uh fiji had to cancel the game because of the COVID problem within their team uh, England defeated Ireland 18 to 17. I think that's a really good score for both sides. I, I don't think Ireland's quite there yet in terms of beating England just because of how good England is and because Ireland's still uh, building and putting a 
highly competitive team. They have a competitive team, but a highly competitive team together. Uh, Wales beat Georgia 18, nothing that that's a, a fascinating score. And then France beat Scotland 22, 15 in Murrayfield last Sunday. Uh, coming up this week, we'll see Scotland beat Fiji 28, nothing because of Fiji's COVID problem. Uh, Wales is going to be playing England in Lionelli, I believe. They still aren't playing uh, in Cardiff at Millennium Stadium. France is going to be playing Italy, I think, in State de France. I think they're going to be playing in a big stadium this weekend, which will be really cool to see. And then Ireland will be playing Georgia in Dublin on the 29th of November. Uh, Ireland, or excuse me, France will be making the final if they beat Italy. Just any results, if they beat Italy, they're going to the final. Uh, Scotland will make the final should Italy upset France. I, I highly doubt we're seeing an Italy upset this weekend. I think France is just too good. Um, although Italy has had the extra time off, so who knows if that's helped in terms of preparation and getting ready for a France. They, they certainly need it. Italy certainly needs all the help they can get uh, when going up against this France team. So most likely we'll see France play England in the, uh, in the, the final for the Autumn Nations Cup. Uh, I'm just going to pull up the standings here just to make sure everything's all in order. Um, you know, another team that's kind of fascinating to watch is Georgia. Georgia has not scored a single point in the tournament. You know, they might get a try against Ireland. I doubt it. it it's really too bad to see um, Georgia just play like this. Um, you know, Coming into the game, I mean, obviously they were destroyed heavily against Scotland in Murrayfield. God, I guess that was about a month ago now, and they lost. I think it was forty-eight-seven. They just did not look their part there, um, and, and since then they've just been outmauled, um, outphysicaled. They they've been beat up. Uh, Georgia has not been the team that kind of Eddie Jones, the England coach hyped up Georgia to be, which is really too bad because there is a lot of potential. I know it's a cliche, but there is potential with this Georgian team and they're kind of like Italy. I think I've said this before, but Georgia's kind of like Italy in that if they played 10 to 15% better, they're a, a, a contender. They, they could go up against anybody on the world stage. And obviously Georgia's probably not going to find it now going up against Ireland. And then, Who's the bottom team in Group B? Fiji. They might see it against Fiji because Fiji hasn't even played yet. If they are going to play, um, so we'll see how Georgia does. They they lost to Wales, who were fine against Georgia. If Georgia was its full self, if Georgia was its regular self, Wales would probably be more concerned with an upset. Eighteen nothing's not really concerning it's just we kind of know where wales are at this if you've been paying attention and you know what's going on in rugby right now you know that wales they're just not there they they're there's something off there there's something fishy with this welsh team no george north coming into this weekend he's playing for his club team ospreys uh, that's a bit concerning is seeing a guy go and play for his club team and rather than playing for his home country um I'm very worried against 
with them playing England this weekend. I believe in Lionelli. I'm I'm definitely concerned. I I don't think it's going to be that close. England is just so good right now. Um, poor Alan Wynn Jones. He deserves better than that. I don't know if this is if the Eng, if losing to England will cost Pivac his job. I don't think it'll be this game. Depending on how bad the result is, I don't think it's going to be this one. It could be that you know if they're lining it up now, they're going to be playing Italy. They 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 should beat Italy. If they don't beat Italy, then there's a concern with Wales. There's definitely something wrong. Pivac's definitely out if they're losing to Italy um, in the final weekend of the Autumn Nations Cup. France has been the most impressive team since the beginning of the year for myself. Uh, the French probably should have won Six Nations. Um, I, I don't. I, they they let they let it slip out of their hands, unfortunately. Uh, Antoine Dupont, Dupont, and Roman Nemec are so good, and yet this French team did not need them to score uh, this past weekend against Scotland. They won twenty two fifteen. It was a kicking duel. They got their penalties. This French team is so good. And the best part about the best part about France right now, yes, there's pressure. There is pressure to do well and to succeed like any sporting competition. And and that's all well and good. This team is hosting the World Cup in three years, in 2023, on the men's side. And that's when you really want to be good. I don't know that they're peaking. There's a, there feels like a little bit of that, um, but they they just need to be good for the Rugby World Cup, and that's not to say that this success isn't bad or anything. But as long as they are performing well in three years, if they're performing this well in three years, I watch out for France. These guys are world beaters. I don't know that they're in the Springbok, you know, All Blacks. England tier of great, but they're they're definitely the tier below that. They're 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 but they're better than Ireland. They're better than Australia. I love what France is doing. France is really fun to watch. That England match next week in Twickenham is going to be awesome to watch. That's going to be spectacular. Um, and Ireland has to be up there in terms of you know most impressive team as well, considering they also. Uh, change coaches at the end of the year. Andy Farrell's their head coach, and he's been terrific as well. This team is—they're again, they're not at the level that the that the French are, um, that Australia is at. They're, uh, actually, they're more closer to Australia than they are France, but they are—they are closer to Australia. Um, but they're not near like I should say Springboks, All Blacks, England. Ireland's not quite there yet. Ireland's going to be playing uh, Georgia here. This weekend, they should blow out Georgia. It won't even be close, I don't think, this weekend. But it, I think that 18-7 to 7 loss for Ireland against England this weekend is a pretty good representation of where this team is at, uh, of where Ireland is in in relation to the big guns. Like, I, I think it would be around that same score if, you know, Ireland played South Africa. If Ireland played New Zealand, maybe add another try. But I think it's relatively close. You know, like I don't think Ireland's getting blown out by those teams. That's how much I love Ireland. 
Uh, I believe Connor Murray is going to be playing again this weekend, as well as Jamie Stockdale. So watch out for those guys. I mean, I would consider 2020 to be a successful year for Ireland. All right. You're, you're, you're not Wales. You're not failing at the level that Wales is at. And with Ireland, it's kind of the same thing as, as France, where you just need to be good in three years. Like you need to be good for the rugby world cup, especially because they've never had that overwhelming success at the world cup. Like, they just they're just the quarter you know the inevitable quarterfinal victim and that's just essentially what ireland is uh just to give you an an idea see if i can pull it up here uh so ireland's fifth in the world right now that's about right yeah so, so i'll tell you as of november 23rd so that's what's that monday monday so as of Monday, the world rankings go in the, on the men's side. South Africa, England, New Zealand, France, Ireland, Australia, Scotland, Argentina, Wales, and Japan. That's your top 10. Um, we'll get into Argentina and Australia and New Zealand in a bit here. But Ireland's, you know, fifth in the world. They're looking really good they're building for something it feels like in 2020 in 2020 yeah 2023 and hopefully they can continue building hopefully they can continue growing and exceeding expectations poor fiji fiji has had as many covid cases on their team that's players and staff as their entire country has i think their entire country has like 35 covid cases since this has happened and all of them have been just because of flights that have come into the country. While the rugby team has 29 just from traveling. It's, it's, it's amazing. Fiji has not played a single Autumn Nations game. Uh, they're not playing Italy this weekend, so they don't have to worry about that. They are trying to set up the make sure, and I, and I think there's, it's still going to happen. But they're still trying to set up, um, a, you know, they're meeting with likely Georgia on December 6th, which would be, I believe, in Murrayfield in Edinburgh. And, you know, it, it's really it's really sad because a team like Fiji needs all the opportunities they can get to improve, to get better, and to get, the, you know, the inch closer to where the, you know, the top teams are. And, it, it, it's again really unfortunate because this this tournament promised them three games against three tier one teams and it, it, it just hasn't worked out it, it just it, it's been a failure on their part which is, is really sad and hopefully they can get a you know go ahead against georgia this uh not this weekend next weekend hopefully they can get that game in i don't know that they need that game i don't know if they need to prove anything if they I mean, you. Georgia has not been good, so playing them, you have a lot more to lose than you do to gain. I, I don't think you're really thinking of Fiji any better if they beat Georgia, but you're definitely thinking them a lot worse if they lose to Georgia. So poor Fiji. They're back training together, I believe, last I heard. Um, you know, 
they're still in a bit of isolation, but they're training, if that makes sense. So who knows how this goes? I, I just feel really sorry for the Flying Fijians because they deserve better. And I, I would, God, I would hate to have to go through that and try and plan all that out. Um, Tri-Nations, let's get into the Tri-Nations. Uh, New Zealand is playing Argentina this weekend in Newcastle. You know, New Zealand is feeling the pressure after losing back-to-back games and head coach Ian Foster's job is at stake, which is crazy because anybody else who's lost two games, it it, it just happens. But with New Zealand, this is the, the All Blacks we're talking about here, and they don't like losing. They, they can't accept losing because they're the All Blacks and they're the best team in the world at this. Um, you know, last week, Argentina played Australia. They tied 15-15. And I think that's a pretty fair final for both of those teams. I, I think that they're rather close as to competitiveness and talent-wise. Because Ar- Argentina is like one of the like biggest hot and cold rugby nations in the world. I don't know if they're just on a heater now and they're going to cool off in a couple months or before the Rugby World Cup, but they're on a heater now and they're rolling. They beat New Zealand two weeks ago and they're looking good. They're looking really good. So we'll see how Argentina fares against New Zealand this weekend. Um, you know, Australia is having a decent, decent tri-nation so far. They play us uh, Argentina next week. Australia plays Argentina next week. Next week is the final game of the Tri Nations. Uh, but I feel like Australia has played to expectations. Like I, I, you know, if you told me that Australia between the Bledisloe Cup and Tri Nations that they would have a, a couple wins against New Zealand and a tie, I, I think you'd I think you'd be pretty happy. I think they have a couple wins against New Zealand, or they might just have one win and one tie, but they've played New Zealand really well uh, this fall. Ar- uh, Australia has. Um, I think I believe if New Zealand wins with a big enough result, they can essentially clinch the Tri-Nations. Each team is tied at six points because of, I believe, their tiebreaker is whoever has the most wins Rat puts New Zealand in first, and then Argentina, and then Australia. With New Zealand playing Argentina this weekend, New New Zealand can essentially win it because after the wins, it then goes to points, I believe. So, yeah, New Zealand's got a really good opportunity to win Tri-Nations like they should. There's no reason why New Zealand should be losing this tournament to Argentina or Australia. Um, We'll see how that goes. That goes Saturday uh, I believe 1 a.m. Pacific time where I am here in Vancouver. So that is to be expected on Saturday morning. And then we're going to get into the Autumn Nations, which is going to be happening on Saturday as well. If I can figure out what the timing is for all of these games. Let me just give you the rundown on the game times. Uh ba Coming up this weekend, uh, Wales will be playing England Saturday, November 28th in Lionelli. That's going to be kicking off at 4 p.m. Welsh time. So that's going to be, I think, about 8 a.m. Uh, here in Vancouver, where I am. 
So you should watch that. And then France is going to play Italy. I'm I'm intrigued with both games. I, I'm probably more intrigued with the Wales-English game uh, at 4 o'clock earlier in the day. And then France will play Italy uh, kickoff at 8 p.m. That's the primetime game Saturday in Europe. Uh, that's kickoff uh, 12 a.m. or 12 p.m., excuse me, noon hour here in Vancouver where I am. And then on Sunday at 2 p.m. Dublin time. So I think that's... 6 a.m. Uh, Vancouver time. Ireland will be playing Georgia in Dublin. So, and then we'll get to the uh, Autumn Nations Cup Finals uh, preview the week after. And hopefully that turns out to be good. This tournament's... I don't know if the Autumn Nations has... I don't know if it's been a world beater. I don't know if it's told us anything that we didn't already know. Um, because, I mean, we... like. Scotland still is a team that confuses me. The Welsh are not that good. Ireland's growing. France is really good. England is really good. Georgia needs a lot of work. Fiji is is kind of in a sticky situation. Uh, And then, yeah, Tri-Nations, that should be happening about 1 a.m. Vancouver time Saturday morning. So basically Friday night. So... Um, yeah, I, I really, the most surprising team, I think right now, it might be Ireland, possibly Ireland, Argentina actually deserves a, 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 a mention, probably Argentina, actually, Argentina, then Ireland. Those are probably the most surprising teams in their performances so far. Underwhelming is definitely Wales. Wales. Wales is definitely underperforming. You can make the argument for Georgia as well, and that's a, probably a fair argument. Um, yeah, that's that's where we are at in the world of rugby. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this should be on YouTube. Uh, you can look at my pretty face on YouTube. Please like and subscribe to that if you can on our YouTube channel. Uh, we're also on Spotify. We're also on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, you should like us and follow us there. Uh, basically, once you follow us on Spotify or once you like us, I think it's on Apple Podcasts or you can follow us there. Uh, basically, you're going to get notifications when all the new pods come out. Uh, we've had two podcasts earlier this week. Uh, I sat down with SYP creator Ravisher. We discussed the NBA season, uh, some NHL and some baseball and some football even. We had a really good pod. And then on Monday, I discussed uh, The Bachelorette with special guests, uh, Hannah, Katie, Maddie, Caitlin, SYP creator Scott. We had a busy Monday talking about The Bachelorette. That's going to be over here in a little bit. And then we're going to have to do another preview pod on that. So look out for that. So again, like and follow us on Spotify or iTunes or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us. And like this video and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, We'll be back again soon. Uh, Peace out. Yeah, we'll see you later.